Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening to the number one Millwall podcast. And the Millwall world is reeling from the breaking story that emerged yesterday of the, um, the, the imminent departure, one way or the other, of our star jewel in the crown, Jed Wallace. Joining me to chew over the cud of Jed and his situation generally and some of the online comment that's already started to flow is one of our show regulars, Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael. Good afternoon, good evening and good morning, listeners, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on, Nick. <laughs> Copyright Michael Avery. <laughs> oh, not again. Not again. <laughs> oh, this is. This is one of these stories. It's a bit like waiting for. Um, I'm trying to think of an, a, a, an equal thing, like waking, waiting for a divorce or something, isn't it? Um, you know, you knew it was going to happen, but um, it still hurts when it comes along. Um, You're waiting for not... the popular girl at school to uh, laugh in your face <laughs> after you bought a bunch of flowers for Valentine's Day, isn't you? <laughs> which is worrying because I went to an all boys school. <laughs> Sky News yesterday. In fact, you were the one that forwarded it on our on our WhatsApp group chat, Michael. Um, breaking news, say Sky Millwall midfielder Jed Wallace is set to sign a pre-contract agreement um, with Besiktas in Turkey. Um, Wallace's contract is up in South London at the end of the season. That was one thing, wasn't it? That that I found that quite a surreal um, move, if, if, if in truth, because um, it wasn't what anyone was expecting. Um, but then the contrast, the other side of the coin is um, Besiktas in Turkey or the other reports that are doing the rounds is that Nottingham Forest are coming in hard to sign him now as of as of Jan, as of January. Um, and the only debate seems to be between Millwall and Forest um, as to how much the fee will be. The, the original valuation from Forest was 1.2 million, which seems exceptionally low but obviously he will leave at the end of the season one way or the other it seems um so Mill basically haggling for more money um how did you find the the news I mean I, I, I must admit I felt a bit gutted now now it's upon us how did you see it Mike yeah I mean the initial one was shock because I know that Jed um 
there's always been the talk of him going, especially at the start of this season when they were saying that he hasn't signed a new contract and will he, won't he sign a new contract, etc. Um, yeah. And he's always put in 100% for the club. I think even Gary Rowett said it on News at Den or on the South London Press recently that he always puts in 100%. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it does take you by shock. It's it's He's our, he's our best player. There, there's no two ways about it. He, he really is individually probably our best player. And, I felt the same when Cahill went. I felt the same when Darren Ward went. I felt the same when Morrow went. You know, these, these are players who are difficult, difficult to replace. And as much as I don't want Jed to go, clearly, um, I'd, I'd, there's nothing more I'd love him to sign like a five-year deal, you know. But it's, we know that's not going to happen. But no. my, my biggest, no. biggest concern, Nick, is who on earth do you replace him with if you're only getting the likes of 1.2 in? Because you're not going to get more than £2 million for him now. Or if we do, it'll be good business. It seems. I mean, it seems to be the level. I mean, if, if the. I mean, we're going by reports online, and you always have to take a pinch of salt with all of these things. But anyway, let's go with it because they're from reasonably reputable sources, including Richard Corley, our own Richard Corley of the South London Press. Um, if the initial um, bid is one point two, and that's way below Millwall's valuation, well, maybe you get towards two million. I don't know, which is um, you know big money on one level. But it's not big money in football terms, is it? Nowadays, it's we, we live in a, an inflated footballing um, world, and it doesn't seem like an awful lot of money for the amount of talent and goals and assists that Jed has generated for us. And you know, you're you're, you're dead right. I think um, he is by far our most valuable player. He is by far our most talented and created creative um, member of the squad. And I don't see, I don't see where where else we're going to get anyone at that level, um, unless there's unless Tyler Bury and and Isaac Alofe are recalled and they start to show a potential that maybe hasn't been apparent as yet. I mean, I, I think we've probably got some good players, but I don't think we've got anyone at Jed's level. I think that's going to be the main problem that comes out. Yeah, of I think detail. I think to a point as well. Um, as, as a Millwall fan, you don't want to have a go at the club too much or. Or criticise the club, but you shouldn't this, do. Some do. <laughs> no, yeah, some, yeah, some do. Um, but you're in your right too. I, I, I'm not knocking anyone. Um, but my point is, is that this, this isn't. This can't be a new thing. I mean, we were talking about this in the summer. Yeah. So the fact, again, that we've got to a point where one of our better players, again, is either going to go on a free or for cheaper chips is to a degree is bad business by the club because we had exactly the same thing with Lee Gregory. I know um, he not, wasn't necessarily a 25-goal-a-season striker, but and mm. you know his, his career's not exactly took off how he may have wanted it to go since leaving Millwall. But we had this with Gregory where we was trying to sign him on contracts and we ended up not being able to convince him. So he went on a free when probably a year before he could have got some good money for him. Um you know, there's some of the aforementioned names earlier on we've let go for cheap. And now a player who you could probably argue, um, in all seriousness, I mean, I remember when Villa a couple of years ago were in for him, what, they were talking about like eight millions or stuff like that, real big money. Yeah, yeah. And now we're letting him go for, in football terms, next to nothing. So again, you, you've got to argue, is this bad business yeah. by the club? Again. I, th- I think it's, I think it's very, I mean, the essence of football is you have to be ruthless. Um, but being ruthless is is not something that comes naturally to um, Millwall Football Club. Or let's be really honest, Millwall fans generally. I think as a fan base, 
we're we are a very sentimental group of, of fans and what do i mean by that what i mean by that is as soon as a player leaves us they want him back as a coach because he gets them all away you know and that could yeah. be um, um morrison's at um at cardiff now but i've seen his name mentioned manager manager well you know and we, it's, it's, this has been a repeat thing over the years and you mentioned cahill you've I think on the on the group chat we're talking about the likes of Darren Ward and um Zach Whitbread when he left and and, and Morrison in his in his heyday. This is this is part of, of of football and the reason some clubs are top clubs and others are less so is that top clubs do sell at the top of their game, don't they? They they move on. They 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 don't regard yeah. any one individual player as being um so valuable that you don't you don't replace them. I think we've we've we struggled with this probably since 1885 because I think this is just a, a, a trait of Millwall Football Club, and so I'm not going to knock particularly the current um, management or ownership or whatever, because I think at the start of the season um, there was a lot of talk that this was going to be you know Jed wanted Premier League football, didn't he? I mean this was like a no one said it outright, but everyone's knowing it. It's one of those things that he wants to get into. It's the, the worst Premier kept League. secret, wasn't it? Yeah, and who can blame him? Because, you know, who can hand on heart, if he had the talent, who could, who wouldn't want to play for a Premier League side and get Premier League money? It's it's going to set you up for life. If you, you know, I think Jed is the kind of guy that would be set up for life by, you know, just a, just a short um, period in, in, in the top flight. Steve Morrison was set up for his life in by, by, in the same way. And, and who, who would not take that chance? So I, I think the... The problem is always that people react very emotionally and regard it as a kind of like a, um, a semi-personal betrayal. When actually, this is this is business. This is this is um, this this is the reality. Now, whether, whether the clubs played it well this season, I, I think is an interesting question um, because I think the club probably expected to be contenders in the division in a way that it hasn't really panned out so far. I mean, here we are in early January. Uh, on the back of a fairly disappointing performance last last Saturday at um, was it Saturday? I'm losing track of the days of the week. When did we get? Um, we got it all blends into Sunday. one over the weekend. It was a Sunday. Sunday. It was a Sunday, yeah. not Saturday. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Anyone being realistic? If if you look at the table and you know, if we kept Jed, would we be contenders? We might be if we strengthen from here. But we're we're also running. Uh, 13 point something million pound loss, which is pretty much personally funded by John Berylson. And I think COVID again has, has, has hit, you know, hit us more than, more than it seems other clubs, other clubs have bigger resources. This is, this is an eternal mill problem and, you know, it's not going to change because it's Jed Wallace now, is it? I mean, this, this is, this has been so as a, a joke, but I do mean it. Since I started coming in in 1972, it's it's just how it is. It's the nature of the club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and even even with me as well. I mean, I'm I'm 36 this year, and you know, you, you had you had Casey Keller go for a reasonably cheap or a comparatively cheap for what he was worth to to Leicester, wasn't it? When he he left in the 90s, you had a, a Alex Ray when he went to to Sunderland, I believe. You know, it's it, it always happens to all of us, um, all Millwall fans, and that's why. Half tongue in cheek, I always say to my boys with Millwall when they say about dreams of Premier Leagues and will we do this? I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. You know, I've got nothing. I've never yeah. seen it. And VCD <laughs> Athletic and Craven might get into yeah. their Premier League. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dave Martin was playing for Hastings the other day. He could be the replacement we need in the short term. Um, but with, but but with Jed, and, and this this goes back to it, not necessarily even with um, the sort of uh, the, the sort of Premier League thing, if you will. It's and and again, this goes against the Mill sentiment. And I'm I'm of a generation where some of these older teams um, obviously still carry a bit of weight. Um, Nick, with all due respect, you're obviously older than I am. And so these clubs with big history, there's obviously more of them than there is for me, or even from your time. So, so I, again, I have the argument with my boys at the moment when they say about, oh, who do you want to play for, Man City and all these other teams? I always go, oh, I'll play for Man United. It's Man United. It's the same with Jed Wallace. If, you, if, you're not a Millwall, if you're not a Millwall fan, which he's not, or I don't believe he is, he yes, he loves, loves the club. No, nah. yeah. but if you, if you have got... A team, let's say, let's just for argument's sake, say it is Forest that he goes to. This is a two-time European Cup winner under Brian Clough. You know, yeah. this is a this is a team who who not so long ago was in the Premier League on a regular basis. I know they've come into some bad times over the last few years. This is a team who play in front of thirty-five thousand or so every week. You know, when when there's no sort of COVID regs in place, they've got the infrastructure, yeah. they've got the wages, and as we said earlier on, um, prior to the recording, you could go up. At, with Millwall, lose every game in the Premier League, but you know, as I know, and you know, um, you know, like I do, should I say, that you go up to the Premier League. We're just going up there for the jolly up. We're not going up to oh, stay up. It'll be a one season roller coaster, you know, piss up every, every, yeah. every. That's every, what it'll every, be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many of us can get let's... chucked out at St. James's Park this weekend? You know, that kind of thing. But if you're at Nottingham Forest, you have ambitions of getting back up there and, right, what do we do to stay up? And that's a completely this... different mentality than we've got at the end. Totally different because you know Nottingham Forest um, because of its history, not just been prior to Brian Clough. It was always a you know it was a first division side. We're going back into you know a long while ago, younger listeners, prior to the Premier League. Um, but yeah, I mean European Cup winners, um, trophies are seen as, and Premier League status. I think top flight status maybe a better way to put it is seen as something that you expect and it is of it's your level. Whereas it's not Millwall. I mean, you know, I, I, I hate to break it to anyone out there that's thinking that we... <laughs> that's yeah. us. Sit, sit, um, down, sit yeah. down, anyone under 25 listening to this. <laughs> sit down, pour yourself a stiff drink. Um, but no, I mean, when we get... We, when the one time we made it, we had a two-year um, roller coaster ride in the top flight and then we finished up back in the seconds here because that's kind of... That's kind of the level that, we, that we've operated on historically and, and, and still are. I think also another factor, I mean, just to be counsel for defence uh, of Jed, I'm just looking at his, his player profile on Mill history. I mean, he's, he's 27 and nearly 28. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's at a point in his career where he, he, he hasn't got the time in his, in his he, he, the improvement time has been done at Mill. He's joined us when he was in 2016 on the series of loans from, from Wolves. So, and he's improved as a player. He's improved from that 2016 period through League One and all all the uh, you know the kind of roads that we've all travelled to get to this point in, in in the Championship. And he's improved to the point now where he's seen as a a, a really talented um, essential part of a middle team. Well, when he came to us, he was on the back of so-so time at Wolves, you know, where again, he may have seen that as his big shot, you know, that, that that was his chance. He's now got a chance now to, to go big, go large. I, I generally can't blame you, Michael. Can you, I mean, you've got, you know, you've got a young family yourself. He's, he's got to think about that. 
primarily because that's his that's his first responsibility. So I can't see how anyone can really take umbrage at the move. It's it just really hurts if it's Forest, I think. Yeah, and I think the thing is as well is that we we mentioned some names there, so like the Morrisons and the Wolves and all things like that. And and I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that Jed specifically should be held in a higher esteem to those individuals if if you prefer those players, especially someone like Morrison. But mm. well, I think people need to remember that when 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 Morrison left, we didn't have a bad side. When Ward left, we had a very good team. I know they got sold off pretty quick after he went, but he left a very good team. Cahill left a very good team. We just made the cup final. Jed, yes, we have a decent side now, but there were some years where he played for us where if it wasn't for Jed, we would be in so much trouble. It is Serious trouble. Serious, Serious trouble. trouble. And he single-handedly carried that team on his back for large periods of poor seasons. And I agree. I agree. And I, and I think if... Yes, it will be disappointing if he goes, and it will be very sad if he goes. But as you say, can you blame him? Even even as we just said there, even if it is to Forest, I'm sorry for those who are listening now who think that Forest may be a bit of a sideward step. They're not. They're not. They're they're they're, they're a bigger club, and at the two, they've historically and probably in the future got more chance of getting into the Premier League and staying there. So, is it, um, is the it example a... the example I used earlier on. Um, in our chat was like Gareth Barry when he left Villa. Everyone was absolutely adamant he was going to Liverpool. He ended up going to Man City when Man City were just starting to build. He was one of their first players and everyone was saying, you've gone for the money. You know, it's a sideways step, step down. Three years time, he's got countless Premier League medals. He's got FA Cup medals. He's playing in the Champions League every week. And that's what I said in my chat earlier on. In the short term, you could think, Oh, Forrest, why does he want to go there? But you don't know if if he has, if he has, but if someone spoke to him or his agent at Forrest and said, well, in two years' time, we intend on spending £50 million and doing this, 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 would you want to come along for the ride? Why wouldn't you? It's a bit of a crossroads. I mean, we're, we're presuming, we've got nothing to base this on other than the, the internet reports that we're seeing. So, you know, we, we're not in the know on this show, listeners. We just speculate on what we read on, on the social media. But presuming that he does indeed go and presuming that um, Beziktas is, is is just a kite that's being flown. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not sure that was ever probably a realistic move for a player of his age. No, I, 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 think, I think that was... I think that was something leaked to the papers or the press probably to try and get other clubs to get their backsides in gear in truth. That's what that's what yeah. football is, isn't it? I mean, you know, when it when when it first that story part of the story when it first broke, I thought, well, I don't know. Um, you know, if if you're taking young kids, I mean Turkey that is is a great country. Um, lifestyle might be very, very good out there. Um would you would you, you know it's not like going to somewhere i don't know i'm probably digging myself a hole here listeners but you know if you you could go to spain you go to france you go to germany i don't know you just feel it, it has a different feeling i don't know if, i might just leave that point there actually because i'm probably going to you know insult culture. the Turkish nation. you could there. say you could say culture yeah i don't know it's not an obvious place that i would go to if i were a talented footballer if you offered me spain or turkey to go and ply my trade well I'd probably go to Spain, but there we are. That will vary from mm. individual to individual. Um, so I think the the move to to Forest sounds like it's the the harder edge story. Um, if that does come come to pass and Jed does move up to the city ground, I think it's a real crossroads for Gary Rowett because the other point I just want to make to listeners, and I'm going to get screams 
of abuse as people are driving their cars and working out at the gym and punching their 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 uh, their, their, their punch bags and all these things. But despite that disappointing loss there at Bristol on on Sunday. There was a long period of the game, the first half, where we weren't bad, and we weren't bad without Jed. And that gives there's something to build on. And I th- I think that as he is our most valuable player, Michael, and as much as he has contributed huge amounts, I just look at the figures: forty two goals across his, um, you know, his, his how many years is it? Three, six, eight years at the then, um, eight coming to all seven or eight seasons now, um. We can move along. There are other players, and we will have to develop a style of play that works maybe more generally without relying on on Jed to produce the unexpected for us. It's a big art. It's going to be a big moment for Gary Rowett, I think, um, ambition wise and quality wise, as to what can come next. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because to a degree, as we've we've said a couple of times earlier on, um, and yes, we played all right without him on on Sunday. In but parts. He, yeah. he is the, in parts, yeah, in parts. But he is literally the one that you can rely on when things yeah. aren't working. Yeah. You you either chuck him on if he's injured or he's on the bench for whatever reason, or you just you just go, just give Jed the ball and he will do something with it. Again, I'm thinking back to that QPR game, first game of the season when he scored that absolute rocket. Uh, you know, there's been countless times when he has been the, like the, the, the main guy in our the side, who's pin. always the one who, yeah. yeah, the linchpin, yeah, who always turns it round. So it's a huge time for, for Gary Rout. The one, the one semi-positive thing you could get out of this, Nick, to a degree, is that it is early in the window. So you've actually got a bit of time if you realistically want to replace him with someone. Um, yeah. You've got some time yeah. to do it. It's it's not like it was, I know they're completely different kind of players and how they, how they left was was a different um, circumstance, but it's not like the situation we had with um, Marlon Romeo, where he went so late, we didn't really have time to replace him. No. No. So, no, I've, I've, so we've got that, a January ahead. Um, not, not that that's helped us before in the past, when we've still done absolutely nothing in Windows, but... It's certainly disappointing news, but not unexpected news. So I'm just, I'm just looking at Jed's... Um, I'm already put, talking about him in the past tense, listeners. Apologies if he does indeed stay with us, but... Um, he's seven seasons, including this season, he's been with us. He signed in uh, just the turn of 2015, going into 2016, 8th of Jan, on a series of loans from Wolves. We extended the loan three, six times, five times, and then signed him eventually for a fee thought to be between 350 and 500,000. So, um, you know, good business if you, if you like. And for our money, for that 350,000, we got 219 starts um 41 goals um and 15 as a substitute 228 apps so 15 as substitute 42 goals i found the bit on the page that i was how unprofessional of me dear listeners but we've got we've, we've got a fair return for our money there michael um, oh yeah we, we can't we can't say he's not been as silly as it sounds like he's from tesco like he's he's not been valued for money <laughs> is he he's, he's been he's, he's been worth every penny we've paid and i think think when you get players like Jed Wallace, who are sort of like loanees um, who who struggle at clubs, that they're a gamble. Even if even if they do well in lower leagues or they come from bigger clubs, they are a gamble. And he's proved it's a gamble that was well worth paying because it's gambled he, to pay he's gambled. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I mean Mike Mike Hayden said it in his voice note. 
Um, but I'll probably concur. He's probably easily, in the very least, the last 20 years, one of the top 10 players we've had. I'd go that far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just on a, on a, a personal note, but I mean, I think everyone that's that's had any kind of contact with Jed will, will say this, a very genuine bloke, one of our own. It's just, you know, he has no um, airs and graces. He's He's a regular bloke. And when I was ill during the summertime, I think I think Aaron might have got him to send me a text, but you know, he did, he didn't have to do that. Send me a get well soon text. Really, really nice touch meant a lot to me at the time. And I know he's done similar things for people around the, the mill scene over, over time. So, you know, whatever your feelings are towards the move and the circumstances, um, I really hope that Jed leaves with the best wishes of, of everyone at the den because he deserves that much. Um, it's been a two-way relationship. We've done him good. He's done us good. And I think that's um, never a bad way to leave any any relationship of any kind. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to play out now, Mike, with two voicemails, one from Harry, one from Mike Hayden, just to close the show out. Um, there's been a lot of comment online. I was looking through some earlier on. I, I think we've touched it between uh, in our conversation between us. So I'm going to play it with a chap's voicemails. Big thank you to you for taking time this afternoon, coming on the show. Impromptu notice, short notice. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's all right. No worries at all, mate. Thank you for having me on. And uh, here we go with uh, Harry and then Mike. So thanks for listening to listeners. We'll be back at the weekend with a little bit more of a planned show of some sort. This is all done on the hoof. Till then, arrivederci, Millwall, and bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, my thoughts on the Jed Wallace, will he stay, will he go, what should Jed do, conundrum. Tough one, tough one for a couple of reasons. Tough one for the club to get right. Um, a tough one for the fan base to swallow in some regard. However, you have to accept that Jed Wallace is a good football player. Possibly, well, not possibly, but definitely Millwall's best attacking player. And within that, 
we are stuck with the conundrum of knowing that Jed will probably leave in the summer for nothing, which businesses will not want to see an asset leave. So Millwall Football Club as a business will not want to see Jed leave for financial reasons. For sporting reasons, we also don't want him to leave because, again, he's our best player. The offer reportedly of 1.2 million sounds lovely, um, but what you're saying is, is from this half-season mark, how many points would Millwall need to get? And he's our best creative player, and if anyone is in any doubt that we will um, do anything without Jed Wallace this season, with our investment into a replacement for Jed, which I don't think, one, we can afford, two, we're willing to do, um, with the world in the COVID state that it is, with the possibility of maybe fans not coming, so on and so forth, um, is difficult. So, for me, if I was in charge, I would not be selling Jed Wallace, so I'd be letting Jed go with um, a heavy heart, but an understanding one at that um, in the summer. Um, I think Jed's performances on the pitch have more than repaid um, any financial um, rewards he got whilst being at the club. Um, he's not as young as he once was, and he has to do what's right for Jed, as we all do at the end of the day. The problem is with football, is we see it from our fan-centric point of view, it is just a job to football players. They are professionals. Um, and they have to do what's right by their family and themselves, and you can't hold it against Jed. If Jed does go to Nottingham Forest for £1.2 I will be more annoyed with Millwall Football Club than I will be with Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace is doing what's right for him. But Millwall Football Club, if they are to sell Jed Wallace for £1.2 they have to look at themselves. I think we have been, in my entire supporting lifetime, and I believe in the club's entire lifetime, a terrible judge of talent in terms of what someone is actually worth in terms of to sell and to buy. But we've not got it right on so many occasions. Kale, Morrison, Whitbread, um, Darren Wald. These are players that I can remember going for not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. And Millwall, to replace those players, can't replace them with the, with the money that they were paid for the players that have left. And... And this is what I fear will happen with Jeb Wallace. 1.2 million is a lot of money to me or you, but it is not a lot of football money. And, you know, we signed Ryan Leonard for 1.2 million. Um, you know, wingers cost more than Ryan Leonard. And a lot of the fan base don't like Ryan Leonard. So that's the kind of money we're talking about. And I don't think we're blessed with transfer funds to go out and sign. We have a... Uh, a contractual crisis coming in the summer of Jed being out of contract, Matt Smith being out of contract, Pierce being out of contract, Afobi not being ours, Bod Varson still being at the club, um, loads of others are out of contract as well. If you actually go and look, and we need a new so we're going to need a new side um, in six months' time. So Millwall Football Club are. If they're committing to youth, that's fine. So if we're going to play Bury or some of the kids or that Lovelace or whatever, that's fine. But we might need to come out and say that's what we're planning to do because you can get behind that if there's some kind of plan to bring and progress these youngsters through. But that's what's got to happen if we're going to go down that road and not spend money because we've left it too late and we're having a we seem to be having a philosophical Jed Wallace question in January 
when this should have been sorted out back in August and the plan for the season should be made in August. Big injuries and so on happen, but we're not a million miles off the playoffs. We're also not a million miles away from a relegation fight um, with the pessimistic amongst you knowing that we're only probably six points off the relegation zone, the same six points as we are off the playoffs. So we're equally as likely um, if you just look at it from a mathematical point of view. So it's a big question. I wish Jed no ill. Um, but what the club decide to do is more revealing than probably at first glance it looks. Um, and that would be my view on it. Anyway, look forward to Palace on Saturday. Are we actually taking it seriously on a side note? Play your strongest team, Gary, for fuck's sake. Anyway, come on the lines. Dobry Virtue, listener Jury Skalak here. Uh, on the Jed Wallace conundrum. Um... So I initially thought it was just a shoo-in he was going to stay till the end of the season. I'd heard a couple of rumours or my own opinion thought, you know, we might sell him in January. Um, And it looks like there is interest um, from Nottingham Forest, for sure, and supposedly Besiktas at the end of the season. Um, So should we sell or keep him till the end of the season? Um, it's obviously it's up to the club. If you could get between two and three million pounds for a player who is out of contract in six months, if you look at that and think about nothing else, that's quite good business. Uh, if we think about the fact that we are going to lose one of the league's best players at 27 years old on a free transfer in the summer, that is horrendous business. Um, a player that has been linked with clubs like Celtic and Aston Villa a couple of years ago for £10 million plus. So that makes you feel a bit sick from a business perspective. If Mill's ambition is to fight for the top six, can we do that without Jed Wallace in the team? I would argue probably not. However, this season, even with Jed in the team, we've been pretty inconsistent and not been able to kind of get up to to those levels. So do the club cash in on their best asset as much as they can uh, and put that well-needed money during COVID times towards the club um, and maybe another transfer? Um, Jed is irreplaceable at the money that we have to spend on players. Um, But could you bring in someone who can do a job, which is sort of what Rowett's transfer policy is. Um, that That is the big conundrum. Um, what would I do? Well, I don't really give a shit about the business side. I, I want to keep Jed until the end of the season. He's our most exciting player. Even if we are in that mid-table mediocrity um, towards March, April, at least we've got Jed Wallace in the side and we can enjoy watching him and his exciting play um, for uh, until his contract expires at the end of June. Um, so that's what I would hope we would do. You know, Berylson's not been afraid to put a bit more money into the club during COVID to keep us going. Um, obviously, investing in this new training ground. New training grounds do not come cheap. So he's got to think if we do, you know, Forrest come in with two million, does Berylson care? Would he rather keep him for another six months and just pump another two million into the club in, in the summer? Maybe. Maybe he would. 
But, you know, it's, it, it's, I don't blame Jed as well, as, as per Harry's voice message, which hopefully you've played before mine, Nick. Um, you know, Jed has given everything to this club. He's been here, what, five years? He's developed so much. He's given everything for us. You know, 10 goals, 10 assists in the last plus, in the last, you know, couple of seasons in the championship. He's one of the best players in the championship. So, yeah, we've been lucky to have a player like that for, for so long. He's been very committed. He He's never caused a stink in relation to wanting to leave. But he's always said he wants to try and play at the highest level that he possibly can or a club challenging for that highest level. And unfortunately, where we are at the moment, we are not going to do that. So I don't blame Jed uh, for wanting to move on at all. He's been a brilliant servant and... In my time supporting the club, which is, well, I'm 30 years old, so he's certainly up there with the best players I've seen with my own eyes. Um, And we'll look back fondly at his time at the den. Anyway, before I get choked up, listeners, I will wish you over and out and bring on those Palace Muppets on Saturday. Come on, you lads. Thank you for listening to Aston Newell. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.